0: has entered the podcast welcome welcome back people to player two has entered the podcast i am your co-host michael peterson aka mc paper stacks and with me as always
1: is my co-host with the co-most Derek Murkison aka full metal murk and we are back with episode
0: 46 yeah for juicy
1: ears baby
0: that's right ooh. why wait why are the uh, why are the ears i don't know juicy? why
1: their ears are juicy
0: that's what is your juice their ears are getting wet what i'm hearing our voices Oh, yeah, that's, uh, Derek, you're horny a lot lately, Sensual. very horny. Well, yeah, we'll talk you're, about that later. You're very, will we? <laughs> you're, very ho- you're very, you're a very horny co-host. This, uh, this pandemic is doing things I need to you, that, buddy. I need that bonk meme. No horny, <laughs> no horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were, we were in the studio together, I had to hit you with a squirt gun. Got it. <laughs> Cut that out. All right, well, <laughs> aside from being horny, man, how was your week? Yeah, just your normal
1: week. I've been running around, grabbing stuff, and dealing with business bullshit. Mm. Speaking of, I got a email from Amazon, two separate emails, two separate occasions, and what it said was, hello, such and such. Thank you for letting us know you wanted this to happen. We've disposed of your product, and blah, blah, blah. It's now destroyed. Thanks, bye. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> Is that a real email, or is that like a junk, like a Nigerian prince email? No, it's, like it's real. It's real. What happened? So, I don't know exactly. So, I had sold a sealed copy of Tie 3, Night mm-hmm. of the Quincan, mm-hmm. and I guess the person returned it, and for the longest time, it was showing on my Amazon seller app as shipped after they got it back, and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Then I finally get that email, your product has been destroyed due to your request, have a nice day, and I'm like, uh... I did not ask for anybody to destroy my shit. So now I gotta call them and see if I can get reimbursed for that item and a Zelda on 3DS that they destroyed as well. Why were they destroying shit? Why not I, just send it back to you?
0: Why is I that even an what? option?
1: I didn't even have the option clicked. It said, disa- it said destroy product? No, disabled. Uh, I, wow. I've just learned
0: so much in so little time.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I'm gonna have to call them get that handled. And on to other news, <laughs> like I said, I was running yeah, around. Yeah,
0: let, let me know how that turns out. That's so random. Yeah,
1: so running around finding stuff. I got some real dope pickups. Mm-hmm. I got the pick of the litter in front of me. I got a Mega Blastoise figure mm-hmm. that you like, you bend it down and it shoots this little missile out. I just did you just, it. You know just know shot you the, yeah, okay. yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got some really dope Switch games. So I got Valkyria Chronicles 4 hmm. with the Joy-Con skins still in there. Oh, I nice. got Ys 8 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Switch I saw you with, put that up. Yeah, yeah, with the, uh, with the, the actual inserts. brand new in there. And yeah. all the inserts. Code of Princess EX has the little disc inside of it and all the inserts and AI the Somnium files. Mm. Really, really good Switch stuff. I got those at disc replay, so I'm like, that's really dope. That's the cool. one. This one that I go to, they always get really good shit. So try to go there at least once a week. I usually end up spending up hundreds of dollars. Mm. I also got the Steelbook Xbox One version of Dark Souls Trilogy, mm. which is very hard to find. I wish it was a PS4 version, which is more sought after, but it is mm. what it is. Mm. And lastly, I got a copy of NCAA Football 14, which, as we all know, is the last college football game and goes for a pretty penny. So nice that's what i got if you want to check that out go to the ebay store ebay.com str slash gamer goodies and more i've got a whole bunch of other stuff i put up there i get lots of gaming related plushes and tv show plushes and stuff so a lot of real cool stuff up there very cool in other news me and vicky got our first covid shot hey, so one COVID more shots. shot and the government will have full control over our minds
0: that's right. Ooh. They only insert half of the microchip in the first shot, but the second shot is where they give you the rest of the microchip. Right, exactly. So, and then they fuse together like a transformer once they're in your exactly. body, and that's when they activate. And
1: and you want to know the funny thing? Before we went, she read the uh, instructions that said you should eat and hydrate beforehand. Okay. I was like, well, let's go to McDonald's, because oh, if you eat the McDonald's, then the mind control in the McDonald's will counteract the mind
0: control in the COVID shot. Wait a second. Is, we'll is be, mind controlling McDonald's an actual theory? I've never heard this one. I mean, you know, you know how people are. I don't. So I've like, never heard instead, that theory. <laughs> oh, I've heard that shit. Okay. So I'm
1: like, instead of uh, the government controlling us, we'll just be fucking eating McDonald's for the rest of our lives. Okay. So. <laughs>
0: Now, it is addictive. I will attest to that. Right. Eating McDonald's makes you want to eat more McDonald's. Um, exactly. I will say, though, if you go a really long time without eating fast food and then you try to eat it, it tastes kind of gross. Oh, it's fucking gross. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's disgusting. Interesting how that works. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, there's that. So, we get our next shots in June. Then we will
0: hopefully be COVID-proof. Cool. Well, yeah, along those lines, I actually got my second Pfizer shot on Wednesday. So, I'm two days away from getting that second shot and i've been hearing a lot of people feeling pretty crappy they even warned me when i got my second shot they're like now your body's gonna recognize this and it's gonna kick those antibodies up even more (laughs) and i was like okay does that mean i'm gonna feel sick they're like yeah pretty much take tylenol if you need it i was like okay and uh so far there hasn't been any real change to how i feel in the past couple of days you want to know my secret what's your secret i always feel crappy (laughs) <laughs> it's like i'm like the hulk okay hulk, for, yeah right but for feeling unhealthy i need to right. see the sun yeah. I, praise I the sun, pray, <laughs> gland, praise pray the sun. i took a long walk the other week i think it was last week and i got a sunburn just because my body was like what is this big yellow thing in the sky <laughs> oh. <laughs> just immediately got a sunburn i was like well what is it giving up on that <laughs> yeah that's the thing that happens no. to us pasty white dudes we just get, <laughs> get we get burnt by the sun.
1: Black Luckily, I did okay not pass that on range. to
0: my son. I was worried that even though he has a bit of melanin, that he might still have my proclivity to being damaged by our most abundant resource of life <laughs> and light. <Right. laughs> uh, but no, no, he actually, he tans quite nicely and he can be out in the sun for a while and doesn't really do anything to him. So that's nice.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. What else is going on with me? Oh, Yeah. So we went to the movies for the first time in over a year. Ooh, how was it? Did you catch COVID? We did not catch COVID. That's nice. Because there was only like four people in the theater. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we went to uh, Regal 17 in Carmel. Mm -hmm. And you would think that this theater did not know it was located in Carmel because it was fucking shitty. And I think we've gone there together before,
0: but no. No. (laughs) <laughs> do you think it's crappy because of COVID, or do you think it's crappy because it was always crappy? Or It's crappy because it was always crappy.
1: Mm. There's no, uh, we're spoiled now, but there's no reclining seats. It's uh. cold as shit in there. Mm-hmm. The floors look, jack- it just, it's. That sounds it, like
0: mm. the movies to me. Man,
1: not the movies we were going to The one up in Fishers mm. with the reclining seats and everything, Galaxy mm. 14, I think. Mm-hmm. We used to
0: love going there, man. Yeah, I like to go to we that theater in Keystone that lets you drink beer. That's nice.
1: Yeah, we were just like, we used to go to the movies like all the time. Mm. So I can't wait till we can get back into that. But all the way back from the movies, this is a little traffic story for you. hmm Trying to avoid traffic on 465, so I go down Keystone. And there's obviously construction being done because it's being done fucking everywhere. I don't know why. But this guy is like in the middle of the line so as to make sure nobody else can pass him. Mm-hmm but he can stay in his spot. Mm. And then the truck that's next to me, because I'm trying to get over to the right lane, the truck that's next to me keeps speeding up as I'm trying to get over. Uh. And eventually I've just had enough of this asshole in front of me, this asshole beside me. And I rolled down my back window and the the truck has his window down. I look at him. I said, hey, man, do you mind? (laughs) Mm. And I usually don't like confront people like that, but he's really pissing me off. Okay. It's like, hey man, do you mind? It's like, well, uh, you were you were back there. Now you're up here. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut the fuck up. Move
0: out the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will say Seriously. that I notice that sometimes, and you can tell by if you're constantly paying attention to the cars around you, which you should be if you're a good driver. But I, I do notice that I can kind of tell if I turn on my signal whether that's going to cause a person to speed up or not. And I hate yeah. that people. That's their instinct. Like this person's going to get in front of me. I don't want that even though I'm going really slow. So now I'm going to go fast so that they can't do that. But I'm like, if you go fast and then I turn into your lane and I'm behind you, you're just going to start going slow again. Just continue to go slow and let me go about my life, sir. So, yeah, Yeah. I get that. And
1: we were about to turn left as soon as we got in the right lane and got a little bit past the construction. So, you know, those are all those things. Vicky looked at me and she said, oh,
0: my. (laughs) Oh, yeah? They they (laughs) give her the, the vapors? Yeah. Yeah, taking charge.
1: That's why I'm horny now.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah, the two of you. Do I mind?
1: She's like, Ooh, you wrote down that window and you said, Do you mind? You really? mm." Oof. I was like, All right. Sounds good. I need to get home quicker now.
0: Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Well, I guess Nora will be getting a sibling shortly. That's nice to hear. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> we'll Hail see. to the no. <laughs> we'll
1: see. Oh, speaking, speaking of Nora, sorry. One more thing. Oh, yeah. We sure, recently uh, established a no-nonsense policy with her. Uh, no-nonsense? So Ooh, I'm going to hear about yeah, this. Yeah, no-nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we give her way too many chances. Way too many. We'll, like, ask her to do something like 50 times. And now we're just like, you get one or two times. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you're going to timeout or you're getting whatever your attention is on taken from you. Okay. So, I took her TV out of her room. Mm. She's not getting that back until I feel like she can handle going to bed on time. Because mm. when it's bedtime, she's like, no, daddy. Don't. Don't, daddy, when I go to bed. Don't take the TV. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like,
1: literally, like, I'm killing a loved one or something. Like, that's how bad she's freaking out. So, I was like, nah, I'm just going to hold on. I'm gonna Let me hold this for... A month or so, and see where you're at. Where your head is at later. That's, that's this is probably the idea. Yeah. So, well, ain't no nonsense shit now. So she wakes up in the morning. She's like, "No, I don't want to get ready." If you don't get ready, I'm going to take your blanket off you. I don't mm-hmm. want to get ready. Okay, snatch the blanket off. Ah, don't take my blanket. I oh,
0: don't get ready. Okay, come on. Okay. Cause I don't got time for it no more. I get old. you, man. I do. I get. I totally get, get it. And I hope. I hope that works out. It'll probably get worse before it gets better. But I think that's any time you change what's expected or the regiment. But I I will say that, you know, as long as you're consistent, you know, like whenever we've had to make tuning or adjustment with how we handle Ben, usually there's that rough part in the beginning and then it kind of smooths itself out. Luckily, so far, like he's been fighting us a little bit here and there on a few things, but he never like really full on throws a fit. But he will like sometimes push back. We're like, hey, we got to do this. Like lately he's been like, I don't want to go to bed. And I'm like, well, you got to. So, right. And he's just like, well, I can't fault that logic. And I'm like, good. I'm glad you haven't gotten there yet. So, (laughs) It's usually just like, uh, I would like to express that this sucks. Noted. Go to bed, please. All right. See you.
1: See
0: See you tomorrow. That's fair. So, all right, man. Well, uh, speaking of your week, I I just got to know, you know, it's a video game podcast. Figure we get into it a little bit sooner than a half hour this week. (laughs) What you been playing, man?
1: (laughs) Man, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy X. Otherwise known as Final Fantasy X, my second favorite game of all time. I'm just gonna go out and say it. It's official now. It's my second favorite game of all time. It's I'm a lot. really enjoying replaying this game. You have no idea. Even oh, so I much think so I do. Actually, I don't know if oh, yeah, you recall. I do, recently replayed it. it. <laughs> I was enjoying
0: the fuck out of it. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so my good. opinion of this game has only improved with age. It's like a fine wine. Literally, just it gets better every time I go back to it.
1: Yeah, so we uh we recently reached Sannerkin, and we are at the point right before we're about to fight Lady Unaleska, mm-hmm. and all the bombshells of knowledge are gonna get dropped. And oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome.
0: Oh yeah, <sighs> I love it so much. It's good stuff. It's so good. So you've and already Maka been through the, the the big. <laughs> you've been through the big sphere where all the memories of past pilgrimages coming through there. You've seen yep. Baby Seymour. You've seen mm-hmm. young Oren with Jacked and Brasca. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Jacked.
1: Vicky said. Vicky said she wants to watch a YouTube cut of all the characters saying "Jacked" yeah. whenever they say it. Said, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Jacked.
0: Jekt. Jacked. Jekt. Jacked. My old man. right (laughs) (laughs) that's what I want to hear I want to hear Titus just go my old man yeah
1: the thing that I love
0: most is Titus
1: Titus will say some real out the way shit about his father being sin or something and then won't explain it to anybody else yeah (laughs) he'll say it out loud he's like I gotta stop my old man huh what the fuck are you talking about bro (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows
0: what he's talking about man it's funny Warren's like I told you that in confidence right ugh don't tell Yuna. We need her. We need uh, her to be hot for, your, for you. Right. And your spiky or, hair. Yuni will die, you know. Y- Yuni will die, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weepy. She, was, she it was loves it. It's like the most she emotional, serious line spoken, and then right afterwards, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that immediately takes me to Final Fantasy
0: VIII, uh, Fujin and Rajin. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. You're, yeah, Fujin was always saying, or wait, was it Fujin the, or Raging? it was Fujin. But your Rajan was always like, you know, Cy- you know, dying is so not Cypher. You know, he's probably right. alive. I was like, I appreciate their optimism. Right. I mean, they ended up being <laughs> right, too. So, mm-hmm. Spoilers. Cypher didn't yeah. die when... Uh-oh. captured him if you're in the middle of final fantasy 8 for whatever reason <laughs> 30 years later i love i love the scene in final fantasy 8 where they heard that cypher was executed and so they're all talking about him like quistis is like he was a bad student but i didn't think he deserved to die and then Renault <laughs> right. was talking about how she met him last summer and they were dating And then Squall started, like, freaking out internally. He's like, he used to be a good guy. I I remember he he didn't. Is this how they're going to speak about me me? when I die? I won't have it. And then he just runs to the door and he turns around. He goes, I won't have it. And they're all like, what (laughs) the fuck? And then he just leaves. And then you get to walk around watching people do push-ups and shit. It was a weird Uh, game. I won't have it. I won't have it. Not me. I got to start it over uh, (laughs) because I missed Carbuncle And that's a very
1: useful summon.
0: Oh, it is a very useful summon. Yeah, you draw yeah. that from the Iguanodon boss things, well, when you're trying to save Renoa after she got bodied by Edia. Yep. Or Adia. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Is it Adia? Adia's Adia. family reunion? Adia? Adia. I don't know. <laughs> Boo and Adia Halloween. Can we Madea. just can someone I don't know why anybody hasn't done this yet. Can somebody just put the sorceress <laughs> in all of Medea's movie? No, fuck that. Put Medea in Final Fantasy Eight. Right. <laughs> Y'all come up in here, y'all. Am I slayer? I'm talking about I'm talking about enslaving y'all, and y'all just cheering for me. Y'all dumb as hell. Y'all need Jesus.
1: I show them something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pop, pop.
1: <laughs> pop, pop. Hey, little the chest, boy, you gonna mom. try? To, you
0: gonna try assassinate me? Come here. You gonna work for me now? Come here. I'm gonna do a little magic right. on your face. Mm, mm,
1: mm. I'm actually your mother. Oh. oh. <laughs> Well, shit! <laughs> Spoilers for <laughs> Final uh, Fantasy VIII. Twenty-five years later,
0: we, we were saying we were talking offline about how we could probably just do an entire podcast talking about Final Fantasy Ten. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's true, but it would be Final Fantasy Ten with eight sprinkled in. Yeah, and maybe some nine some and seven. some seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should we should just start a Final Fantasy Seven through Ten podcast. Right, that's all we <laughs> talk about the whole time. <laughs> Right, I'd listen to weeks. that show. I mean, because yeah, no, obviously be, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> You'd be on the show. I'd be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this week, I, I on my side, I did continue to play Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine for Monday Night Brawlers. Started yeah, to show bub. its age a bit this week, bub. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got through another Africa mission, which they never tell you where they are. I think they're actually in Senegal, but I don't know exactly, but... Or maybe they're in Angola. I don't know. It just says Africa, which <laughs> sucks. I guess it's because they don't want to be specific because of all the goofy right. shit that happens in your mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh did that, and... Did the thing where you escape from Arklay, like you're outside, and just a bunch of platforming and graphical issues and bullshit I had to deal with. Like, it's still fun, but starting to show its age a bit, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> so I'm probably going to play it one more time for this upcoming Monday, for like an episode three, but I'm not so keen on finishing it anymore. If I have fun during this last episode, I'll reconsider, but if it's as anything like it was this week, I think I'm good. I think I've had my fill, so to speak. Aww. Like it's not yeah, terrible. It's not a terrible game. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sometimes with those older
1: games, you just kind of gotta get a little taste. You're like, oh man, I remember loving this game. Mm-hmm. And then you
0: just put it back down. And you're like,
1: okay, that's fine. That's enough. Yeah,
0: I'm and I fool. think <laughs> for its part, I had fun with what little I did play of it. You know, it's just uh, I don't know if I need to. I mean, I already went through it so much. I got all the Achievos and stuff back in the day and unlocked everything. So I don't really feel the need to do that again. I suppose. I played the first DLC of Little Nightmares, though, last Friday after we recorded. Spooky, spooky. Yeah, it, it's interesting. The DLC is you're playing as another character alongside Six, which is the main character from the first game. In fact, there's a point where you get caught by the janitor and put in a cage, and like you're sitting next to Six, and you can see that moment or whatever. Ooh. Like when she gets put in a cage by the janitor, so uh-huh. it's kind of interesting, and... I started but didn't really continue very far into the second DLC because they just kind of slide into each other. They're like chapters. It's called The Hideaway. So I'm going to be doing the rest of that tonight. And then I'm assuming that I'll be playing the third DLC or finishing the third DLC the Friday after that. I think eventually I'm going to play Resident Evil Village for the show, but not right now. Even though it's really hot right now, I'm, Uh I'm just soured from all that demo business. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to deal with it, but eventually I will pick it up. So expect that maybe after a little nightmares two, maybe okay. Because I'm on that little nightmares train. I want to finish it and get a full range of the story. Maybe talk to Momo about it. Because I'm sure she's got theories. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, she's. I think Momo's playing Resident Evil Village right now. She loves that game. Yeah, I she, saw her post about it. Yeah, I saw her post about it too. I tweeted at her like, hey, what time are you doing the show on Wednesday? Because she said she was going to play on Wednesday and then she never tweeted back and then I went and checked her schedule and she didn't update it. So I don't know if she's actually played it on Wednesday or if the stream is unscheduled so <laughs> I might have to Right. hopefully she'll start uploading on YouTube again because that's primarily where I watch Let's Plays anyways. I don't have time to do scheduled streams all the time because either people's schedules is the same as mine or they don't consistently keep to them and it's really hard for me to follow folks and And then I just give up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you popped in on one of my streams this week. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Before we do, let me finish off the other two games, aside from the big one this week. So I played a little of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, and I was kind of on a, a Marvel kick, partly because of Wolverine, but also partly because I ran across this YouTube channel called Always Nerdy, and this guy was doing a retrospective on the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, and he just recently... Started X-Men Legends 1 and did a a retrospective on that, and I think he's going to X-Men Legends 2 next. And he was talking about... He does a a full rundown of the story, then he talks about the gameplay mechanics, a little bit of the history of the developer. Vicarious Visions did Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, but before that, X-Men Legends 1 all the way up through Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1, that was all done by Raven. And I think you could tell the difference that there was a different developer from... Ultimate Alliance 1 to 2 and then also of course from 2 to 3 because then it was handed over to Team Ninja I think if I recall. He didn't mention a lot of things that I really had a problem with as far as Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 and it it presented a unique issue the series if you start from X-Men Legends and go all the way through to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 it's like a mountain. You start at the bottom of the mountain at the base with X-Men Legends. It's very bare bones it's very basic. The story is not super good, but it's a cool idea to do a Diablo-style game but with X-Men characters. There's no New Game Plus. The equipment's not very interesting. The movesets are kind of basic, but they have some good ideas in there. And then you get up to close to the peak with X-Men Legends 2. You got oh, a yeah. New Game Plus. You got an extra hidden character that's not not from the X-Men universe, but still in, in Marvel. And I'm not going to ruin it this. dope
1: cutscenes.
0: Y- yeah, really good cutscenes. The powers and everything like I still think to this day, the best video game representation as far as playing as them of Juggernaut and Magneto, the best, the yeah. best. And then you get to Marvel Ultimate Alliance one, which I feel like is at the top of that mountain. It's like yeah. it can it can see X-Men Legends 2 from where it is, but it's just slightly better by virtue of being all of Marvel Bigger story. They're going to all kinds of different environments. It's fucking wild. They're in Atlantis. They're fighting Kree. They're in arcades, murder world. They're in they're hell. In hell. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. And it's got arcade mode. And this is something he didn't mention in his retrospective, where you can play by yourself or you can play in arcade mode with your friends, but everybody's competing for points, so you get to see who did the best during any particular level that you finish, which I thought was really cool way to add in a competitive nature to the co-op, which I haven't seen done before or since in that series or really any of the Dungeon Crawlers. And it had like, you know, a really good assortment of characters. It was, in my opinion, was the best. You had multiple different powers so you could really map out like how you wanted your character to be. And then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 only gave you one alternate costume. Everything took place in continental United States, pretty much, except for, I think, the Wakanda level. So the levels weren't that varied. They reduced the number of characters, not by much. I think it was only by three, but that's if you count the DLC. Right. And it just everything just felt dumbed down. You only had one power per face button, so you couldn't switch them out or customize your character. You just got what you got. Yeah. And then Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 dumbed it down even further because initially before the DLC there was only one alternate costume per character and it was just recoloring of the initial skin so if you squinted your eyes it kind of looked like an alternate costume (laughs) but not really it was just coded to look like one but it was still the same it was just different colors And they still, with just the one power per face button, they remove the combo system altogether. You can no longer pick enemies up and throw them, which throwing an enemy off a stage is like the funniest thing ever. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the DLC really helped with, like, kicking up the story, the number of characters, the number of costumes and and unlockables and extra content. But it's still just it to me, it's at the other side of the, the bottom of the mountain. You know what I mean? And I've never seen a series peak so quickly and then just drop off from there. And to top it off, that was 10 years after Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. It was pretty much a dead series that got revived. You could even think of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 as a reboot at this point. And again, I don't think they took enough from their predecessors to really lock it in as a great game. I had a lot of fun with it, so I'm not going to knock it too much. And I've definitely put enough hours into it. But just seeing what the series has done before it baffles me some of the features they left on the table, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of my Marvel Ultimate Alliance rant. It's uh, I know you have your thoughts I, on it, too. but uh, Yeah, I, uh, you know,
1: I never played Legends 1, but Legends 2 was,
0: like, mind-blowing for me. You didn't need to play Legends 1. Legends 2, <laughs> to me, Legends 2 and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 are the best in the entire series, so if you played those two, you're set. Yeah, because Le- Legends 2, that was, I think, only X-Men after
1: the original animated series came out. Mm. So I was in a dry spell, and I was like, oh, snap, some X-Men stuff. <gasps> they got Archangel in this, the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse, Apocalypse oh. in this, oh my God, this is amazing, it's crazy. <laughs> 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 so it just kept on crescendoing.
0: Who was your uh, uh, favorite character or favorite team in that game?
1: Oh, man, I can't even remember, honestly. But probably Wolverine and Cyclops. I was a basic bitch.
0: You know what was and cool? Nightcrawler. And again, you can't do this in Marvel ultimate Alliance three because there's no grabbing or throwing. You could do a fastball special. If you're playing as either juggernaut or Colossus and you pick, you could pick Wolverine up and throw him like a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool. It's just a little nod to that in the comics. But the reason why I like juggernaut and Magneto so much in that's in that game is because juggernaut had this move. I mean, he had this unstoppable moves obviously where he built up momentum Mm -hmm. and then he could like break larger and larger objects. And there's a lot of destructibility in the environments But he also Mm. had this move where he would punch an enemy and then land another. And if you kept landing punches with this power, he would visibly grow in size. And so you'd Mm. have, like, this massive, gigantic juggernaut after, like, pummeling a high HP enemy. And then you'd run around and, like, beat up all the little jobbers as him for a few seconds (laughs) until he shrunk back down. Which I just thought was the coolest thing ever. And as far as Magneto, Magneto had a really strong, devastating move. Where once you powered it, he'd put that little like magnetic field around his body, and he would float in the air. And as he was floating uh, forward, bits of metal and bullshit would just fly around him at fast speeds, fucking everything up. And that felt very uh, Magneto. And there wasn't—you think there would be, but there hasn't been a move like that for Magneto in the other Ultimate Alliance or uh, Ultimate Alliance Two or Three. Like for whatever reason, they didn't do that move again. And I'm like, that's like literally his best move. What is wrong with okay. you? That's weird. So. All right. Well, well, there's another
1: there's another game on the list to get together and play. So we got Shaolin Monks and we've got Legends Two or Ultimate Alliance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? We'll go for it. We'll put it on the list, the co-op list. Yes. So there's not gonna be a Pokemon Diamond Nuzlocke episode this week because all I did this week Ooh. was grind. I went towards the eighth gym and found out that the eighth gem is electric. And considering the high levels of the Pokemon leading up to the gym, I'm assuming, and I haven't Googled this, I probably should have, but I'm assuming that the electric gym is probably going to have like level 50 Pokemon. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to get Jimmy up to level 50 at least before I attempt to fight that gym. Come on, Jimmy. You can so do it. Jimmy's been training all week. Uh, and by that, I mean he's been wearing an experience share because the Pokemon <laughs> just outside of that area, which you would think would be. Possibly weak to Jimmy or not. It's mostly water Pokemon. I'm like, what are you guys doing to me? But they're the highest mm-hmm. level Pokemon I have access to. So I'm fighting a lot of the ground, water, slug things. The evolved form of Shellos. Yeah, I'm Who's fighting Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? A, Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting a lot of those and a lot of the water weasels. Just a lot of bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, occasionally a Mr. Mime pops out of the grass like, hey. <laughs> Hey. I mean, actually, he pops it's out kidding. of the grass. He More like he pops out of the grass, like. Great. <laughs> See what I did there? Because of yeah. mine. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's get to the major game of the week. So this actually just released right after we, I think, on the day we recorded last week. It, re- it released last Friday. Uh-huh. And that's Returnal for PS5.
1: Karen Simulator 2021.
0: Yeah. Or Karen Simulator 2021. So, The main character, Celine, she's an Astra astronaut, like the company is Astra, Uh (laughs) (laughs) and she's flying a plane called the Helios, or Helios is her base, I'm not exactly sure, she's always talking to Helios, and she's investigating this weird signal called White Shadow on the planet Atropos, and she crash lands on the planet, and it's immediately kind of weird and dark and jungle-like, and you get attacked by these tentacle monsters, And the first thing you find is a weapon that's on another Astra, like, corpse. And you're like, how the hell did another Astra person get here? And then you look at the helmet, and it's your name. And you're like, oh, shit. That's me. That is my name. This is my gun. What is happening? Mm -hmm. And then you die, and you immediately warp back to crashing the ship again. And you realize you're on this weird loop, and you start to find these audio logs, and it's you... Talking about how you've been here for a really long time and have been fighting and you're like, what the hell? I just got here. How is this possible? And you run into your childhood home in the first biome and eventually you get a key to go inside and it goes all first person to PT and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's there's like a real existential there's a real theme of existential horror in this game where you're trying to figure out the mystery of why you keep dying and then like returning to the beginning and why you're finding evidence that you've been here before, but you have no memory of it, other than like the times that you've already you know went through and died and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty intense. It's by the same it's house house mark. What's what's house the mark. name of it? it. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's it. That's it. So it's the same developer that did Gun, Mm-hmm. and it's definitely got that kind of bullet hell aesthetic. A lot of the enemies will shoot orbs of energy at you in varying degrees and forms and in reaction to various things. And the moment-to-moment gameplay is very risk-reward, but they do reward you for being more defensive because the more enemies you down without taking a hit, you gain adrenaline, which gives you various buffs. Like, it'll increase the power of your melee, increase the ability to detect enemies behind objects, increase the size of your reload bar... Because there's this thing called overload, where when your gun runs out of ammo and you're reloading automatically, if you press the trigger in the middle of that bar, it'll give you an overload buff. And, of course, you'll reload Mm. faster. So there's all these little things. And you'll find stuff to help you. But a lot of the stuff usually comes with some kind of debuff along with the buff. For example, there are chests and things in the game that could be corrupted with, I think they call it malice. Or no, there's... Yeah, like malignant. Thank you. Like, yeah. So any any malignant chests or keys that you pick up, you have a chance to have a suit malfunction. And that could be taking damage every time you pick up an item, which is one of the worst ones. Taking damage when you fall a certain height could be having a higher chance of other objects being malignant. You know, different stuff like that. And then you have these parasites that will buff you, like adding protection or, and firepower, things like that. But again, giving you some kind of debuff so you have to weigh whether or not the debuff is worth it or if it fits your playstyle. And I find Mm. that my success in this game really hinged upon me quickly adapting to my particular playstyle and what works for me, which I Mm. found out, luckily, pretty quickly, to be honest. And I don't know if that's just me having a lot of luck, but I've done two episodes, Tuesday and Thursday, about three hours each, and I've already reached the end of the final biome and had my first quote-unquote ending. But, of course... A la Hades, I've looped back around and now I'm trying to figure out why I've done that again. Hmm. I think that there's there's mention of alternate endings and of course continuing story. I think that my forays or adventures into the house and my repeated runs through the biome will eventually uncover more of the story for me. But it was hmm. funny on Thursday <laughs> thinking I've gotten off this planet. Like, I did it, I won. Yay. And then and then only to to realize, nope, there's more. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been A bit of a blast. I've had a lot of fun with it. People are talking about how difficult it is, and I don't want to cheapen that and say it's not, but it's not the type of difficult that to me feels insurmountable. To me, Mm -hmm. the difficulty really does depend on your play style and the decisions that you make, and a, a bit of luck as far as what you find in the run. I had probably the most amazing run I've had yet yesterday, and I got all the way through the game in one shot. Cause I mean, that's how you do it. You got to do it in one shot. Right. And so weird. I maxed out like my weapon proficiency and my HP, I had all these buffs and I was just good to go. And I figured out a good flow and a, and a good, like I had a good decision-making process. Like I'm not picking up this parasite. I'm going to cleanse this chest. I'm going to skip this chest, you know, stuff like that. Right. right. Or, or I favor this weapon cause I'm better with it. You know, you start to figure out which weapons you do better with. And then you figure out the enemy's patterns So there is a lot of trial and error, but it's so fun figuring things out, at least it was for me, that I didn't mind dying or failing. And a lot of times when I did, I felt like I deserved it. I'm like, well, I just kind of screwed that up. I got to try again. And so for me, there was this constant pool of what are you going to find on this run? What are you going to discover? What parts of the story are you going to find out? Do you get to go to that freaky house again and and get spooked in first person? (laughs) You know, there's all this weird shit going on. And the combat is just wonderful. I even remapped the controller to make the combat yeah. easier for me personally. I switched the dash and the jump, which are two very crucial buttons in this game, especially right. in the first biome. There's a lot of pitfalls. So mm-hmm. if you zig when you wanted to zag, you suffer for it badly. <laughs> so I switched the buttons for Thursday. And in the beginning, you'll, you'll see me like you, like, he should have jumped there. I did try. I pressed the wrong button. but once it clicked and I got my mind used to switch the buttons that I switched, I was able to figure it out. And the reason why I switched buttons is your dash and your jump are on the face buttons. So you can't control the camera while you're jumping or dashing, but you jump and dash so much because the combat's all about just keep moving. Don't get hit, keep moving, take your shots when you think you can safely take them. And so I figured if I put my dash and my jump on the bumpers, I would have a better time with the combat. And it's true. That actually ended up being really super useful to me. Okay. So there, there's there been a bit of controversy this week with the difficulty. People are like, oh, get good. And why are people complaining that it's hard? And I've seen a lot of articles talking about there's no save state in a run. And that's where a lot of the backlash was coming from. Like, it's supposed to be hard. No. The issue of there not being a safe state is not about whether it's hard or not. It's about the game respecting your time. And I talked to you about this throughout the week. Yeah. They say that if you're in a good run and you need to stop playing because, I don't know, you need to sleep, eat, or live your life. You can just pause the game and put it in rest mode. And that works, except for there's a few problems with that. One, and this happens in my neighborhood fairly often. It happened, I think, actually this week. The power just goes out. Even if it flickers on and off, like during a storm, bam, run dead, okay? Let's say the power doesn't go out. Another thing that happened to me, the game updated while it was in rest mode overnight, and then it decided to shut itself off so that way the update could take hold rather than asking me. Because I, I would just prefer to play the game offline, which you can. You can most definitely play the game offline. This is not an Outrider situation. but because I was online when I put it in rest mode, it decided, well, he must want to remain online. So we'll just kick him out of the game altogether. Exactly. That makes sense. And then I got kicked out of rest mode again for, I think, well, actually, no, this didn't happen to me. This happened to video game donkey. This is on Twitter. This is another thing that people discovered if the game crashes. Now, so far the game has not crashed on me and they did release another update this week that I think fixes or addresses the issue of crashing and for my personal experience, I've never had the game crash on me once. So maybe it did mm. get fixed, or maybe it just depends. I don't know. And I've had some pretty lengthy gaming sessions. Like, i probably played the game upwards maybe four hours at a time, depending. Wow. And no issues. So OBS okay. crashed on me last night. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to watch Part 2 on my YouTube channel or on Twitch right now, there's this little part about 60 seconds long, almost up to three hours, where it just... It has that, that symbol of that guy grabbing his head like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I immediately saw as my screen flicker. It actually got me hit. Unfortunately, I was in the middle of a firefight when it happened. But I was able to have the presence of mind to quickly pause, run over here, turn OBS back on, and keep the stream going. So that was cool. All right. Wow. But uh, Seems like yeah. a lot of issues uh, popping up. Yeah. So the reason why people want to save state is because – and I didn't notice this because I have Hades on Switch. So when I, needed, when I was in the middle of a run on Hades, I would just turn off my switch because it automatically goes into sleep mode. You know, you'd have to like, physically try to power it off. Right. A power search doesn't hurt. The only thing that might do it, and this happened to me on Persona 5 Strikers one time, is if Oof. the cart gets tilted and then it doesn't register the game. Uh. Has that ever happened to you where the, the cart oh. tilted? How would it tilt? I don't know how it happened, but I turned it on, and it just said it shut off because it could no longer detect a cart or something. So I had to, like, mm. pull it out and put it back in, you know, the little cartridge. Yeah. And mm. I and it was just in the dock. Like, I don't think I bumped it or anything unless somebody came in here, dropped my Switch, didn't tell me, and put it back up. Which <laughs> totally I mean, a, a I live in the house yeah. with a five-year-old and, and uh, someone who doesn't play games at all. It's totally possible. <laughs> like, whoops, I dropped this. Doesn't look broke. Just put it back and don't tell them. All right. <laughs> Right. No one will ever know. Yeah, so my thing is what I think that you should be able to do is I think you should be able to save and exit. Mm. And that way as soon as you boot back in the game, it just launches you right back into that run. If you die or try to start a new run, that's when you would lose your run progress. And that way people can still because the runs can last a really long time, man. Like Mm. I said, to get through all three biomes, I did it in about two hours, but it could take longer or less time, just depending on how familiar you are with the game. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had to be careful in a lot of parts, you know, because so the game it, three is tough. Biomes? Yeah, there's, there's three biomes. I mean, unless it extends through multiple plays, but my first playthrough of, of the planet to escape the planet, three biomes.
1: Okay.
0: And a lot of the reviews I've seen only show you up to two, so I'm thinking that the reason why is because the third biome is spoilery in some way. I don't know. Okay. But I do know that I couldn't get all of the traversal tools until I got to the third biome. But there's still one traversal tool I don't have unless I haven't figured something out that I should have. There are parts right. in the game where you have power-ups and items that you can only get underwater. And I haven't been able to get them because I can't go underwater. But I have a grappling hook so I can reach high areas. I have a melee weapon so I can like uncover like certain vines and certain force field blocks. And there's yeah, really nothing I, I, else impeding my traversal progress so far. So,
1: yeah, I will say
0: this the gameplay looks smooth. Really it speaking. feels smooth. It looks smooth like a lot too. of fun. Like, I gotta tell you, the way that they utilize that controller for feedback, like, I get a lot of cues about my alternate fire modes and using the alternate fire, and cues about my environment and the enemies. All of the sound effects, the on screen prompts, the controller, they work in tandem to make you badass. Like, Karen, if she asks for the manager, fucking run out of there because that that store is going to be a smoking crater. Like, she's she kicks right. so much ass. Oh, my God. So, I feel really in control and powerful when I'm playing as her. And last night when I was fighting the boss of the second biome, and I beat him on my first try, too, by the way. I felt very proud about that. I beat third boss uh, on my first try with the worst weapon. I don't wanna ruin it too much, but you're you're a distance away from the third boss for a, a decent amount of that battle and I had a shotgun. I was like, fuck my life. Oh wow. I know. And I had a chance to grab a handgun right before, but I was like, Why do I want this handgun? This shotgun is doing really well. oh shit. That's why. <laughs> and I still I and it, it drew the battle out longer than it needed to, and I almost died, but I made it, man. You know? At one point yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna face. win, but I'm also not gonna give up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So Never I don't know, do you have any questions it? about the game? Anything you want to clarify? Anything you're curious about? You know, i, mean, a, as, I as played as, Returnal a bunch.
1: AMA. Yeah. As far as your uh, the story goes, do you feel like you've gotten... Like you understand what's going on? Or, mm, or are you going to need to play a lot I have,
0: th- I have theories. It's a lot like oh, WandaVision. Okay. You know, you get clues and tidbits and you're like, hmm. I can tell that there's some drama between her and her mother who also wanted to be an astronaut but may or may not have been as successful as she became Mm -hmm. and the home that you see is a representation of your childhood homes there's a lot of psychological stuff that happens there letters you read books you pick up and there's rooms that she's afraid to go into so i feel like something really traumatic happened to her and Mm. she's either really on that planet and the planet is able to pull or manifest her greatest fears or things that have caused her trauma, or she's in a hospital somewhere and dreaming this whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there definitely is, there's a lot of existentialism and a lot of psychological horror that is laced over this in this action game. It's really weird. I've never played anything quite like it, but I'm loving the direction that these roguelikes are going because they're taking the formula of roguelike and baking it into a really complex story. Between this yeah. and Hades, it's becoming one of my favorite genres. Like if if, pe- if people keep making games like this, where they weave such an interesting story and awesome gameplay into these roguelikes, I already liked them. You know what I mean? I love Rogue mm-hmm. Legacy. I love Binding of Isaac. But this is just taking these games to a whole new level. And I'm here for it. I... Yeah love this game it'll probably end up being in my top five this year if we do another top oh, five sure. for 2021 okay. but it's early and there's a lot of other games to play so we'll have to oh, wait yeah. and see on that cool man sounds dope all right well let's get into gaming news so you got a few newsy bits uh if you want to go ahead and rattle them off man what you got this week yeah,
1: so uh, Best Buy right now has mm. a bunch of its steelbooks on sale for five bucks. These include Yakuza Like a Dragon, Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk 2077, Borderlands 3, Fallout 76, and I believe there's oh Battlefield 5, mm. and maybe a few others. But if you're just looking to get your hands on some steelbooks, the sale ends Sunday. So by the time you're hearing this, you'll have one more day to go get, get those steelbooks. And I'm sure it's while supplies last, so get on out there to Best Buys and track them down. I'm going to get that Yakuza 1, that Doom Eternal, at least, for my personal collection. Because Doom Eternal yeah. was badass. Yeah. And Yakuza Like a Dragon, I'm sure, is going to be amazing, too.
0: Yeah, I've been seeing Yakuza in the wild out there for pretty cheap. Gamefly is a great place to pick up used games. Mm-hmm. And they've been selling Yakuza Like a Dragon for less than 40 lately, as far as I remember. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have to go pick that up for sure. I was actually going to play that as my next mainstream game, but then Returnal came out, and I was like, mm, I don't know about yeah. This Returnal looks pretty good. And I'm glad. I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to play Like a Dragon eventually, but I'm glad about the decision I made. I'm having a ton of fun with Returnal. So.
1: yeah, awesome. cool. What's next? We got a Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance re-release. It's Mm-mm. coming out. Well, it's actually, it's a, out now. It's not a re-release. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a re-release. It's not a remake or remaster, but they're re-releasing it.
0: I don't understand. Are you talking about the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance with Drist as one of the main four playable characters?
1: I'm talking about the PS2
0: version. Really? Yeah. When you mentioned that in the show notes, I thought you were talking about Dark Alliance that's coming out, like the new game. That's what I was like, is it going to be multiplayer only?
1: No, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, the original.
0: What? What? (laughs) his mind's blown no I am that's awesome (laughs) hold on a second I gotta look this up I need more information but tell me about it while I'm looking this up yeah
1: so they released a trailer Uh, unfortunately it's not a HD remaster or anything it's just a straight up port from the PS2 Xbox versions but Uh it's available today on PS4, Xbox One and Switch and it's also backwards compatible with the PS5 and Xbox Series X Oh, my
0: God. I'm buying so. that immediately. That's so cool. All right. Well, listeners, I'll be talking about that shit next week. That's yeah. awesome. No, I mean, I have it for PS2, and I could definitely dive back into it. But Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1 and 2 were, like, among one of my favorite PS2 games. Like, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance literally kick-started my love for that top-down dungeon-crawling RPG-style game. You know, yeah. like X-Men Legends, right? Yeah. That was the first one I ever played. And it also introduced me to Driss Dordan, who ended up being one of my favorite book characters, because I gushed about him so much. Somebody was eventually like, you should read the Dark Elf trilogy. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, "It's the that? story of Driss?
1: And I, oh. and, then, and, I,
0: and I was like, oh, these books are so good. <laughs> so, ah, uh, no. Oh, my God. I thought, you were talking about, I thought you were talking about the new Baldur's Gate game. No, 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 no That's no, no, no. awesome. Okay. I'm glad you're so excited. Dude, I could not be happier right now. I'm going to give it a try. That's fucking uh, fantastic news. In fact, <laughs> if, if if you buy it, can we play it online together? I'd be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get it for PS4? Or? I honestly don't know. I'll get it for whatever you get it for. Let's get it for PS4. I cause never, because
1: I, I never played it. Well, I, I played it a little bit it? to like test out the game. Okay. I never
0: like got into it. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we should play it and then. Guys, he is <gasps> so excited. No, you don't understand. This is so great. This is so great. I kinda wanna play it and unlock Drist to warden, but I would be over I would be OP. So there's three characters we can pick. You can either be the human archer or the elf sorceress, which was always weird to me because I felt like the human should be the sorcerer and the elf should be the archer. Or right. the dwarven fighter. And okay. the best combo in my opinion is elf sorceress with dwarven fighter. Dwarf just stands in a doorway and blocks and then elf just launches lob spells from behind him. And the best part is when when somebody dies, the the dwarf that isn't the dwarf, he goes I love Angie, <laughs> I love which we Andy. used to always say I love Angie as like I uh, love Angie. <laughs> like there's this drama where like they were dating, but then like in her dying breath, he was like all along actually who I really loved was was Angie. It was I'm Angie. <laughs> sorry, sorry to tell you. <laughs> sorry, elf sorceress lady. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, I know God, you thought no, it was no, real, no, but I no, my true love will always be Angie the dwarf. So that's yes. a dumb thing that me and my friends. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am like I am ecstatic. God, that is so cool. Ah, awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't surprise you with much on the on, on the. No, show, so that went nice
0: completely under you. my radar. Probably because it's the same name as a new game that's coming out starring Drist, and it's it is like Book Crew. But okay. <sighs> I'm just coming down it's from out. that news. It's out now. All right. Out All right. Now. What else is going on in the world of news? Surprise me some more, sir. Yeah, this probably
1: won't surprise you, but we are getting a sequel to Judgment. That's mm-hmm. the Yakuza spinoff that was on PS4 called Lost Judgment. We got a five-minute trailer. It was literally just cutscenes, but these character models look crazy. Mm. And I think it was running on the Series X and or the PS5. They look so good and they already looked really good on ps4 Mm -hmm. so that's coming out september 24th on xbox one ps4 ps5 and the series x and i can't wait until i'm able to get through my backlog and eventually finish that game so that i can play
0: this one right on yeah i never uh played judgment but it's one of those games that i'm side eyeing like eventually i want to get to so Yeah. yeah man I got a lot of Yakuza to catch up on, but I know it'll be a lot of fun once I get to it. So Yeah, I got five, six, and seven that I have to get through. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 HD finally got a release date for Switch. It's going to release on June 25th. So if you're a Switch owner and you've been, you don't really care too much about graphics and you've been holding out to play Tony Hawk's on the go, that is when you can expect to be playing that. That's actually the same release date as Mario Golf Super Rush, by the way.
1: Oh, cool. So
0: Mario Golf fans, which, I mean, who isn't? And, right. and anybody that hasn't played it, play it, and then you will become a fan. That's also coming out on June 25th. Uh, new Pokemon Snap came out. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were you
1: interested in playing that at all? Or
0: I was. There's just a lot Maybe crammed into. Yeah, there's a lot crammed into right now, so I haven't picked it up. But it's something I'm planning on getting to eventually. Because okay. yeah, and it sounds like something I'd be playing with my son. Right now, all Ben wants to play is... Breath of the Wild, which I'm Mm. cool with. I love going back to Breath of the Wild. I've been playing a lot of it lately. It's just literally whenever he comes down and I have some free time, he has me put Mm -hmm. the game on, and he's -hmm. like, okay, go after the elephant. Okay, now go to the mountain. And we just we get into shenanigans because that's what you do in that game. So great game to play with your kid as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yeah, I was going to mention Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is also already out on PS5 and Series X. So if you haven't, okay. if, you, if you are one of the lucky few that has a PS5 or a Series X, and you haven't picked up Tony Hawk's for the last generation, graphically, I would say PS5 is probably the best as far as load times. Series X, probably the best graphically. So, it, but, but again, I feel like the load time gap is a lot bigger than the graphical gap. So, weigh well, your options. It, either one is probably gonna be fine. I wouldn't be surprised to hear it's gonna be on Games Pass if it isn't already. You know how that goes. Right. <laughs> there's actually a rumor, <laughs> speaking of Xbox, there's a rumor that Sunset Overdrive might be coming to PlayStation consoles. Ooh. Yeah, I Sunset really like Overdrive is that uh, Insomniac game that used to be Xbox exclusive, right? Uh
1: huh.
0: I played a bit of it on Xbox One when I first got the Xbox One. It's like one of the few games I actually played on it at any length, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but That's I had a,
1: one of the three games I bought in Xbox One for.
0: Right? Yeah, but it was really good. I had a lot of fun with it, so I would be down to pick it up again on a console I play more often, maybe to actually finish it. I got about maybe halfway oh, yeah. through that game and then eventually moved on to another console, so <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. Uh, yeah, And then another comparison with PS5 and Series X this week, and this kind of goes into what I was just saying about load times and graphical fidelity tests have been run on resident evil village resident evil village actually loads 600 percent faster on ps5 than the series x now that sounds like a ton but that's a difference of eight seconds versus one second as far as the loading right. but still that <laughs> scales so the solid state drive isn't it ain't no joke i mean people who upgrade their ps pros with one or they play pc they already know this but mm-hmm. for me Gaming on the PS5 loading has just been a non-issue, especially for PS5 native games. But I've also seen a marked improvement in PS4 games for sure. So just something to think about. Now, performance-wise, the Series X does etch out the PS5. It's able to hold higher frame rates when using advanced graphics like ray tracing. Whereas Mm the PS5 usually has its performance mode versus its graphics mode. The Series X can kind of handle both, but again, the trade-off is you're going to get much better loading on PS5. So figure out what's best for you if you're one of the five people that owns both of those systems. Right. (laughs) I kind of want a Series X. I'm not going to lie because I really want Games Pass, but Games Pass, there's some rumors that Games Pass might be coming to other consoles. I'll get to that in a second and how we're figuring that out. So let me launch into a series of industry bullshit real quick and get that out of the way. Bobby Kotick, okay, okay. the CEO of Activision, the literal devil, the mm-hmm. guy who will lay off Say 800 time. employees and then give himself $200 million in the same year. Yes. Lucifer. That guy. He recently <laughs> took a salary cut. He reduced his salary by 50% for his upcoming contract for Retroactive through the beginning of this year up through 2023, which sounds mm-hmm. positive. It moves his $1.75 million a year salary to $875,000. But the gesture, as you probably already have guessed, is merely performative. It's because of all the backlash of him being an overpaid CEO, laying lots of people off, being the devil, yada, yada, yada. Well, (laughs) we're not really upset about your base salary, bro. We're upset because you award yourself incentives and bonuses of hundreds of millions of dollars while laying people off. Yeah, because I was like, that's not a lot in salary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, see I that's mean th- it is,
1: but for see, a CEO of a, a major you, gaming company, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you get into the politics of how rich people do their money, you find out how gross it truly is because they keep their salaries low because that's what's taxed and mm-hmm. they do a lot of offshoring and grants and charity and stuff to get around taxes or to move their taxable income to different brackets so they can be taxed less or not at all. I mean, mostly not at all. Activision, Amazon, and other companies famously pay zero in taxes, which is fucked up. But the fact that he's reducing his comparatively pitiful salary and nothing is really said about the bonuses and incentives, it means dick, basically, to anybody <laughs> that's paying attention. So oh, yeah. good job on continuing to be an asshole, Bobby Kotick. Now, speaking Mm -hmm. of assholes, Sony is getting sued with a class-action lawsuit over them no longer allowing third-party retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, who is Best Boy, Walmart, (laughs) etc., to sell download codes for PlayStation games. I think they started that like two years ago. The lawsuit posits that it creates a monopoly due to them controlling prices and keeping digital content more expensive than physical content people end up paying anywhere between 75% to 175% more for their digital games outside of a competitive market. I find that kind of yeah. interesting. I mean, what, what do you think? You think that's a legit lawsuit? Do you think they should I mean, be forced to make the, make like, allow products on their platform available through other vendors?
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to figure... So Best Buy, third-party vendors. So the little cards that you get with the download codes for the whole game, they're not allowed to sell those.
0: Right, not, not for anything that's on, on PlayStation. Okay, so, but
1: those prices never go down, do they?
0: Oh, you mean like as far as when they sell the codes? Yeah. They have data that suggests otherwise. They say yeah. that because of the competitive nature of having your digital content offered through multiple platforms, that... Yeah the competitive nature of those multiple platforms trying to be the one that you purchase from causes prices to go down to stay competitive. Whereas if you have a monopoly and you can only purchase digital content through one storefront, that being Sony's, they can keep the prices high or mark them however they want. Okay, because I, I just, you know me, I don't really buy digital. So I'm like,
1: yeah. if I am going to buy digital, why would I even go to like a Best Buy or something? But I guess sometimes they put their digital stuff on sale.
0: Yeah, I think, and I've started to know this, that I've dabbled more into the PC market. I think Uh that for someone who does buy a lot of digital content or buys a lot of PC content, this makes more sense because you see this and play a lot more. Uh But you're right. If you're a console guy and you stick to physical media, it may not sound like much. But it is, from what I've looked at as far as the data and my own personal experience in the last couple of years, I see a lot of truth in this. So... I feel like it's legit. I don't know how far it's actually going to go or what the legality is for stuff that Sony makes themselves selves versus developers that they host on their platform. And then what kind of a power they have merely hosting and whether or not they're going to leverage that and risk people just jumping ship and going to Xbox as exclusives. Like they're risking their relationships with third parties on this as well, but uh-huh. mainly because consumers are starting to fight back and say, Hey, we're going to sue you or we're going to just jump ship. Right. right. And again, again, Sony is kind of racking up that bad will as far as consumers are concerned on a regular basis, just for a lot of the bullshit that they've pulled in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're saved by the graces of the fact that they have so many exclusives and they've invested so much into unique games, but that's only going to carry you so far when the others catch up and they're offering Games Pass and cross-play and ease of access and sales and... Uh, backwards yeah. compatibility. Like, this shit's stacking up, bro. I don't know. Yeah, they're going to keep swapping with Xbox.
1: Yeah. That's even if Sony and Xbox are in the console market next generation. If it is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because things are starting to... Consoles are starting to go the way of the dinosaur, I think. Eventually.
0: Yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll see how... We'll follow it, uh, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's of import to people who play games. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of people are saying it's pretty similar to the Antitrust Battle Between Epic and Apple and that lawsuit has brought out all sorts of documents out of the woodwork including what I hinted at earlier there are documents from Microsoft that they haven't given up on bringing Xbox games pass to other consoles I don't see it coming to Sony first but if they were to move it to other consoles going to the switch that actually might be a thing they've been pretty cozy with Nintendo lately if there Mm. was games pass on the switch would you get it oh hell yeah me too for sure. <laughs> the only thing I'm worried about is I would get used to it and then I would stop buying games and then they would arbitrarily remove things and then I'd want to play them and then it'd be hard to find the game. I'd be concerned right. about that. I guess you just have to, you know, go play by play. Like, for instance, I bought Final Fantasy 7 Remake digitally and ended up being my game of the year. So then I got a physical copy. Right? Right. So, but it was hard. It was a hard choice to make. I had to wait until it was down like 20 bucks because I was like, right. I don't know if I want to pay a full 60 because I already paid 60 digitally. It feels like I'm paying, but I really want to have yeah. this game in case something happens. I don't know. So <laughs> it's a, it's a decision. Speaking for Final World Fantasy Problems. VII, First World <laughs> Problems, that's the First World Problems podcast starring these two guys. <laughs> Speaking of Final Fantasy VII though, that new Integrate, or I should say the final Integrate trailer dropped. Ooh, baby. Oh, baby.
1: It looks so good. It does look good. I said. I said, oh, my God, I need a PS5 now so I can Stet. replay this game
0: Yeah, and do this DLC. I liked, I mean, this is a mini game in the original game. For those who remember, when you get out to the open world, you eventually find this mountain. And there's the Condor minigame where you have the monsters climbing up the mountain and you have to, like, send troops down. It's kind of like a uh, like a Plants vs. Zombies or a Pixel Junk Monsters, you know, that type of tower defense type thing. Uh-huh. And it looks like they implemented like a game board or chessboard version of that as a minigame that is in the Yuffie segment or the Yuffie DLC. Yeah.
1: And I was like, that looks really cool. I'm not going to play it, but it looks really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I might. It looks neat. I did dig, though, it looks like there's extra main game content in the form of Battle yeah. Sims. Uh huh. Do you know? I mean, you're a bigger Final Fantasy nerd than me as far as like all of the extra Tetsuya Nomura bullshit. Who's that guy that was in the Battle Sim? Do you know? so
1: the white haired guy yeah uh, i forget what his name is but he's the leader of deep ground
0: from, okay. dirge of cerberus. from dirge of cerberus okay yeah right and we already saw dirge of cerberus characters in the yuffie segment right e- well i don't know if they were dirge of cerberus
1: characters because when the first trailer released they showed god what is his name i don't remember his name they showed him at the end of her DLC trailer, and he was like the leader
0: of one of the factions in Dirge, right?
1: Yeah, they were hinting that he was going to be part of her DLC, but now we see that he's just going to be a battle sim for
0: the maybe main both, game. Maybe. maybe
1: both. But yeah, but then they was... showed they showed oh. off another character. I had no idea who this character is. He had like metal, like skinny. Oh, the metal wings, wings yeah, and all the poison and, yeah, attacks.
0: I, yeah, I don't know who that is. Maybe he's another Wu Tai. Maybe they showcased him like we should know who he is. They're like, da, 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 da. and I was like, yeah, who's this the, guy?
1: Right. <laughs> and the head of weapons development got her a little battle mech, a new one, and
0: it looked so cool. I like that she got featured. She was one of the main Shinra execs that didn't get featured a ton, other than like doming on soldiers, which was great, by the way. Right. <laughs> the whole thing where the soldier was serving as her footrest while she was doing materia research. And I was like, this is fucking. Like, L- Lady Dimestru, I mean, did anybody did anybody talk about this chick? Come on now, Lady yeah, Scarlet, no, think that's so. where it's at. Right. I guess because she wasn't tall. Yeah, no, she wasn't tall, and yeah. I don't know. Hashtag apparently, short uh, Doms need love, too.
1: <laughs> right, apparently Lady Dimestru isn't even that Dim- big a part of Resident Evil 8.
0: Demetrescu. Dime, D- Dimetri- Mummy milkers. Mummy milkers. Lady Mummy Milkers is not a big part. Lady Mummy might have some more Mummy, Mama, <laughs> Mama, Mummy, Mummy, Mommy. Somewhere Steve Harvey's coming. Mommy. But yeah, they also showed new summons. They showed Ramu. Yes, he looks I, cool. I saw. Is it is it Ramu
1: or is it Rama? I say that's Ramu. I don't know, but when I saw him, Ram I said, me. "Rama." <laughs> <laughs> i was so excited
0: i was so excited new summons uh yeah no he looks cool and uh i mean that thing at the end with yuffie and blood on her face and her going what her her friend dies basically right can we yeah can we? right yeah. i mean yeah we her, we her don't see dies. him in
1: final fantasy 7 the original so. yeah so he's probably
0: dead that yeah, sucks so don't sorry. don't get too attached to him folks he gonna die yeah, all in all, those combo moves they were doing, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, I, I, all I yeah. can say is that it looks really
1: good, and I know it's gonna be amazing because yeah. that game is amazing, and I'm gonna replay it, and it's gonna be fucking awesome, and I might have a hit on a PS5 in the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, local store said they might start getting some soon, so I'm crossing my fingers.
0: Now you and I'm also
1: trying to do some research on PS5 online bands. And if it's something that can be reversed, because this it is, I'm going to buy this PS5 from this dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say you can just like,
1: reset it to factory, right? They can't. they really? Like I said, consoles? I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know how it works. That so making sense to me so once I do I the research and I figure it out. Then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, I, <laughs> I bet, I bet you, I bet you, you can do a factory reset because that doesn't sound right. It sounds like, I mean, ban an IP address, ban a user, an online account. I understand. Right. Banning yeah. a, like a an actual console? Why though? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was stolen. Or mm. I, I don't know. Mm. Don't know. But I'm. Well, anyways, out. Integrate <laughs> is out on June 10th. Yes. Ration and Clank is out soon. in June. And a bunch of other shit's coming out in June, so good luck to us on figuring out when we're going to play all this shit, but it's happening. So,
1: Ratchet & Clank's first.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Ratchet & Clank is first, and Integrate I will get to, definitely. It's going to happen, so. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that I already did my Final Fantasy VII stream, because I don't think... Like, I might play you can stream the, the main... DLC. Yeah, oh, definitely. But I might play the main game again for funsies casually, but I'm not sure... Since I've already... I've literally played through Final Fantasy VII Remake like four times. Damn. <laughs> yeah. One of them was on stream, and... One of them I just, was on Coke. <laughs> I, right? Needs to be. I'm going right. s- to go sniff some concept of time and right. go for it. Some
1: crushed Sephiroth hair.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to sniff some belts for Tetsuya. <laughs> belt buckles. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Give me those buckles, Nomura. Give me the buckles, baby. Final Fantasy 16. eh, not enough buckles. Not enough buckles. <laughs> One out of ten, not enough buckles. Two out, of, right. <laughs> Two out of five, baby. Well, speaking of out of ten out of five, what, my good friend, do you happen to be feeling this week? I need to know. I am feeling
1: Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train. Hmm. If you know me, you know I love anime.
0: Oh, that's an anime? anime I couldn't tell from the title. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As long (laughs) as shit. Uh,
1: This is one of the few anime movies that is actually canon to the story of the anime. So, what happened is the arc that this movie covers is actually pretty short, so instead of doing a series, or putting a season into Mm -hmm. it, they decided to just make it a movie, and it wraps it all up real nicely. It Was awesome, and I say this from just the perspective of someone who's read the manga Mm -hmm. already. Already knew what was gonna happen, so it didn't hit me as hard as I feel it should have. Mm. But Vicky said she thought it was amazing. She's like, it was fantastic. I loved it. So I was like, okay, it probably has to do with me, you know, reading the manga. I know what happens, blase blase. But as far as like animation and shit, we had to see it in the English dub, which is. (sighs) <sighs> something I don't really like to do mm. for shows that I watch in Japanese. But it was the only showing that we... It's it show started at 1.15 and all the other ones were like 4-something. It's a two-hour movie. But uh, you'll find this interesting. This is the number one highest grossing anime movie of all time. Hmm. It beat out Spirited Away as Japan's number one grossing movie, which is crazy. Not saying that it's as good as Spirited Away, or better than Spirited Away, by any mm-hmm. means. I'm just, mm-hmm. it's just wild that something was able to usurp Spirited Away. Because Spirited Away, as we know, is just, it's just an amazing anime film. Yeah, amazing. it's, it's
0: something of note that you can accomplish that feat. I mean, Avatar. The You know, the Blue Cat movie wasn't um, oh, okay. <laughs> particularly great, but it smashed a lot of records. So mm-hmm. that's not to say that it's good or bad, but it's likely that it's because it's good. So yeah it's piquing my interest.
1: Yeah. If you are into the Demon Slayer anime and you've not seen or heard of the movie, you're going to mm-hmm. want to see it before season two pops off. Oh, okay.
0: So, so this up. movie is in between season one and season two. Exactly. Okay. Maybe I should check out Demon Slayer. I haven't watched an anime since uh, Full Metal. Full Metal. So I think... uh, I was going to get into Yasuke. Have you seen any of that
1: yet? Oh, yeah. So let me talk about that. Okay. Yasuke, I watched the first two episodes. Okay. I am a bit underwhelmed, and I'll tell you why. It suffers for what I henceforth will call Cannon Buster Syndrome. Cannon
0: Busters. Now, did
1: you, did you watch Cannon
0: Busters? I did. I remember you saying you were pretty disappointed in that, too. I was, too. I couldn't put my finger on why, but I really dug the style and the music and some of the characters. But I fell off of it pretty quickly. I remember you saying you thought it was trash, but what's yeah, wrong? With and you? the
1: reason why was because they stuffed so much into it. Mm. There's so many ideas in this show. Too much. When you could have had a... Just amazing show about a legendary black samurai, yeah, fighting for Nobunaga. And instead, you've got that, but also you've got mechas, and you've got a woman that turns into a bear, and you've got sorcery, and you've got demons, and just all this shit that doesn't need to be in it. Ah, okay. And it's the same. It's made by the same person who did Cannon Busters. Oh, did so, not know that. Yeah, but some some good things about the show okay. animation fucking amazing okay. it's great okay the intro is done by thundercat nice yeah so i, thought, I, I, I thought guess that we, was real cool he's, yeah he's wasn't
0: it wasn't mo that said Flylo was producing it and i was like he's a Thundercat yeah, crew me. and I'm, of course Thundercat did the intro that's awesome <laughs> right, yeah
1: but uh we're, we're getting we're getting off topic uh yasuke i'm gonna finish it but as of right now i'm underwhelmed but demon slayer the movie Mugen Train go see it if you can in theaters if you've got your shots or if you're not scared if you're not a scared little bitch go see it.
0: <laughs> I am definitely how would you say it I am a little bitch so I'll little, probably be waiting little
1: bitch yeah for it to go on streaming. but yeah. honestly it comes out on streaming i believe next month so mm. you know you'll be able to see it dubbed or subbed
0: yeah. Next now month. at so this it's point it's I really don't guy. want to go anywhere in an enclosed room with other people until Ben is vaccinated and because he's so young that's going to be a while unfortunately. But I'm yeah. down to clown with outside hangouts. So come over to my garden, baby. Oh uh, yeah. But hey, like I
1: said, we're getting our vax. Yeah. Next month. So Next month is when,
0: June 23rd, so at June 23rd, it's on and popping, baby. I didn't we, know it would take so long to do your second on the Moderna. For me, it was, like, two weeks apart for the Pfizer. That's weird. Yeah, they say it has to be, like, four weeks or something. Interesting. Know. Yeah, so. It's yeah. odd how all these things work, but whatever, man. Yeah, cool. Pretty soon we'll be doing the government's bidding. <laughs> <laughs> I am a government robot. <laughs> Give me your capitalism dollars. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's all I'm feeling. Demon Slayer. And not being mind controlled by the government. <laughs> Good things to feel. Good things to feel. Yeah. Awesome. Well, sorry, I. Thinking, I'm sorry. Vicky right. texts me, I want Taco Bell.
0: Wrap it up. <laughs> Tell her. Yeah, they're, they're putting commercials out <laughs> for Cheesy Gorditas. <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah. they got me because I definitely had Taco Bell today. Oh, yeah. And I didn't I even gorditas. have the Cheesy Gorditas because I got there and I was like, oh, yeah, them potato Ritos are cheap. I'll just get two of those. Great. All right. Well, this week. I actually got into a new show, but it's not new and a lot of people have probably already seen it, but I'm seeing it for the first time, so whatever. <laughs> I started watching The Good Place, which is Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a show with uh what's her face? Um Chris, mm, White Lady Kristen Stewart. Kristen yeah. Stewart? Kristen Wig? Kristen somebody? Right. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't remember. It's uh Bell, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, yeah, is it Kristen Bell? Hold on, <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I'll <laughs> well, just go look. I like her though; she's pretty yeah, really charming Kristen in Kristen this. Bell, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell. Yep. See, so it's that show with Kristen Bell. I like her a lot. She's actually pretty charming in this. It's got Ted Danson. It's got a lot of really charming characters. This show, I mean, you've seen it, so you know. It's really? funny because I, there's good news and bad news as far as me watching the show. The bad news is. My wife has already watched the entire show and explained the entire story from start to finish to me to tell me how good of a show it was and how much she loved it. But the good news is while I did listen to her at the time, the only thing I can remember from that conversation was that this show had really good philosophy on morals and ethics and ended really fantastically with a lesson that I thought would be really meaningful and impactful to me. Mm-hmm. but I don't remember what that was, even though she told <laughs> me. Remember the lesson. <laughs> so literally all I remember is, is I would probably like this show if I watched it. And it, which is probably the best thing to remember if somebody spoils the show for you, because I've been watching it. I think I'm like up to chapter 10. They name episodes after chapters, mm. and I'm really into it. I'm digging it. I mean, if for yeah. those who don't know, it's about a woman who dies and goes to what they call the good place. There's a good place and the bad place. And she asks, "Well, like who? You know, which religion got it right?" And he's like, "Everybody got it about five percent right, except for this right. stoner dude that went on a rant back in 1992. He got it like 93 percent right. We have a faint picture, a frame picture of him on our wall over here. But anyways, <laughs> essentially, everything that you do in life uh, is assigned points. So if you get like a personalized license plate that's like negative 2.23 points, or if you tell a woman to smile, <laughs> that's negative points." But if you save orphans from a burning building or if you allow somebody to go ahead of you while you decide what you want or you write down what you're going to order before you call the pizza place. You know, like all these little niceties mm-hmm. and they build like the perfect sized neighborhoods for these different people, exactly 312 people or something. Mm-hmm. And the, the main character played by Kristen Bell, she realizes she doesn't belong there because while they got her name right, all the details of her life are wrong and it becomes quickly apparent that because she's selfish and only thinks of herself, any selfish action she makes kind of throws the world into chaos. And so she enlists the help of her quote unquote soulmate, who obviously isn't really her soulmate, but he's a really nice guy. And actually taught ethics to teach her how to be a good person so she can stay. And then, mm. you know, antics ensue. And it's actually really good. It's Chidi interesting. Adegongue. Yeah, it's interesting. It's th- what, what's his name?
1: Chidi Adegongwe.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, French. What? Where was he from, Senegal? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he's like a professor. But yeah, it's really interesting. There is a lot of philosophy in it, but it's funny, and it's charming, and a lot, like I said, a lot of the characters are really likable, and it's got really good hooks. Something always happens at the end of the episode that makes me want to keep watching. Like, mm-hmm. I almost was late to recording because I was watching the show all the way up until I had to rip myself away from it. So I could start working on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm that, I'm that hooked and I'm excited to like finish it and go through it, maybe talk through it with my wife. There's like four seasons if I recall. Wow. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Isn't the same person who wrote this, the person who wrote the office and parks and rec and all that. I to say or yeah, one I mean, of the writers. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how it's related, actually. but It's not like those shows as far as it being a mockumentary style. It's definitely very, there's a fourth wall. But they do have flashbacks where the people think about who they were in their former lives. And then that informs what you know about their characters. So you may have a person that's uptight and prissy and likes to throw parties. And then you shoot to a flashback and you see that their parents never really gave them the approval they sought and that they were always in the shadow of, like, a, a more skilled sibling, right? Mm-hmm. Or the main character, you shoot back to see just what kind of a D-bag she actually was. Yeah, she sucked. Where <laughs> <laughs> she would never be the DD in her group. She always tried to find a way to wriggle out of it and other antics. Uh-huh. So, but what's funny, even though they showed her to be this really crappy person, I still, like, wanted her to succeed and was rooting for her. So they did a really good job balancing that out, at least for me. I don't know how you felt about it, but... Yeah no I I love the show man it's good it's show. really good yeah, yeah so it's solid it's on Netflix you want you want to check it out i'm gonna check out demon slayer yeah. now
1: i guess yeah oh yeah what i was gonna say about demon slayer is uh it's it's very anime so you you may find yourself turned off
0: Okay. Well, I'll watch the first episode, and then I'll come back next week, and I'll just shit on it for about 10 minutes, and then we'll move on with our lives. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, I believe that is the end of our show. So for the folks out there listening, if they want to get a hold of you, follow you on Twitter, engage in the discourse, possibly find some things you're selling, you know, gamer goodies and more and whatnot, where can they find you at?
1: They can check out all my sweet, sweet finds. At my eBay store, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I post things on Instagram at gamer goodies more
0: and Twitter at goodies underscore more. And if you want to find us, of course, our main hub for the show is anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. You can go there to listen to the episodes or pretty much wherever podcasts are available. That includes Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash player 2 pod. And we have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes and including clips that we have on Facebook. You can find that on the YouTube channel player 2 the Podcast. You can find me personally. I'm on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. And I do Twitch streaming during the week. So come and hang out with me. I'm playing Returnal right now, playing some Wolverine, playing some Lost Nightmares. The schedule and the Twitch channel is at twitch.tv/mcpaperstacks and all of my old Twitch streams I archive on YouTube at paperstacks plays. If you want to get a hold of us to ask us any questions, comments, stream suggestions, criticisms, whatever, you can contact us by email at mcpaperstacks@gmail.com. At and that is our show. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. We love you, and we'll catch you all next week. All right. See
1: you next week. Bye-bye.